Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, everybody. Welcome to CORE. This is CORE for Wednesday, April 15th, 2020. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And we're here to talk about video games on a uh, Wednesday afternoon evening. It's, there's no afternoon. It's evening. It's night. It's night. It's night o'clock, right? There's no afternoon. That's a bold stance to take just right right out the gate. I mean, we're not, you know, we're not doing this on a in the afternoon, right? Wouldn't you say this is what night? What even is afternoon? It's like feeding gremlins after midnight. How do you justify it? You can't. Don't get them wet. That's it. Just don't get least, them wet. If it helps, it's 930 over here, and it is full on night. Oh, that's right. Hey, Bo's got a mask on. Bo, are you, are you making a statement? Or is it a, what, What's the deal there with your mask you got on there? I just wanted to show it off. My mom made it. <laughs> tell me what's on it. I can't tell what the I pattern cool. is. is it a it's pattern? little robots and gears. Oh, Hang on, let me put that. my mouth in the camera. Oh, that's great. gears of war? See, this is a good kind of mask. Oh, I see the robots. You're supposed to stay away from, or if you're far enough away from somebody, or no, let's see, if you're close enough that you can see that those are gears, you're too close. That's how you're supposed to deal with that sort of thing. So you have a pattern. Yeah, that's best. Yeah. We talked this morning on the show about, on TMS, about how uh, this lady here in Utah is making ones with penises all over them. And so if you can tell that they're penises, you're too close. <laughs> Is that why you're talking about dick pics? Oh, yeah, I think whole, I missed that. Part. Yeah, that whole thing was about her and her and her masks she was making, <laughs> which she's selling purely for charity. She's sold like seventy five thousand dollars worth of these things or something. So it's kind of cool, but uh, so you know where those are going to end up because because you can't wear them out in public. Right, that's true. Be in strip club. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. And wear them to the strip club. Uh, wear them to the Asian market. That doesn't make sense. Anyway, hey, uh, that sounded racist. It's not. I promise. I go to a racist market. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the truth comes out, oh Johnson, on his own show. I, he goes to the racist market. <laughs> I meant. I Man, go... we've unlocked two achievements tonight. Now you've made a total reversal blunder. That was I, absolutely. I, what I'm saying is, I go to the Bunch Asian it. market to dispel the the myth that there's something wrong with going to Asian-owned places. So I purposely go there right. and and use their thing, and but it came out wrong. Then you go to the racist. Then market. the racist market. Yeah, well, if I want to go buy a racist, where else are you going to go? The racist exactly. market. The racist market. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Buy where a racist is going to be a regretful sound like some know. point in your life. I don't know where you get your racist, but I got to save money. So there's that. You need racist coins. That's right. Uh, speaking of racist coins, let's have a show. 
All right. Uh, video games and talking about video games. That's what we do here on the show, and we got to do that today. Uh, so, John, let's start with you. You you wrote a little note in here um, that's that's basically has a title, The Importance of Pulling the Trigger. So John has thoughts on Doom Eternal and RE3 and how they handle their big moments. I'm actually dying to hear this because I have a... I have a singular complaint about Resident Evil 3 Remake, which you've been watching me play, so mm-hmm. you'll know when I tell you, you know what I'm talking about, but I want to hear your take on this. Tell me your, tell me your, uh, where this came from. Well, in preparation for helping you play through Resident Evil 3, which has been a lot of fun and engaging, I, I played through right when the game came out. I finished it. I beat it. And near the end, there was a moment in that game that really made me kind of cheer out loud. And it's it's on the stream. Uh, you can see my genuine reaction to the moment. And uh, I don't want to get too spoilery because, as we know, Scott's playing through it. He's yeah. going to get there. Yeah. Um, but it is a moment where they give you the opportunity to essentially pull the trigger on a big gun. Mm. And the game does what a lot of games do. When it's time to pull that trigger, a big button prompt appears you got to press that button and you got to do a thing. And mm. I want to be clear that I'm not talking about just quick time events because I think quick time events get overdone. I think they can be a problem. I think there's a lot tied into that. But there's something so satisfying about a game that acknowledges that it wants to do this big cinematic moment, but it wants you to have some sort of onus on it. Like, here you go, you're the one pulling the trigger, you're the one doing this. And it was a big contrast to kind of these moments in Doom Eternal, which I love that game, and I'm going to put a big disclaimer right up front that I think Doom Eternal's great, but there's some really cool stuff you do in Doom. You fire a pretty big gun. You do a pretty devastating thing to the side of a planet in that game. But they don't give you the button press. Mm. You go through all this trouble of killing these demons and, and fighting your way through this and solving their combat puzzles... And then when it comes time to do it, they put you in first person. They put the targeting reticle right over where you want to shoot. And you don't press anything. Mm. It just shoots the gun in a cutscene. And it's one of those things where I just sat there and I just thought, man, it's such a small detail. Mm. But it makes a tremendous difference to me on whether or not the game lets you perform the action. Mm. And why, why do you suppose it doesn't let you perform that action? Because that is a little bit weird. I don't know. It felt it felt out of place to me. Did you feel like it was out of place when you didn't get to shoot that gun? Or did you just think, it's a cool cutscene, I enjoyed it? Yeah, what do you think, Bo? Oh, for Doom? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, no, I'm fine not pressing it, because the button I press is skip cinematic. Oh. They, they don't really belong in Doom. They're, it's just extra treasure. Like it, it, They're nice, they're great, I love it, it enhances the experience. But if the game launched and didn't have any cutscenes, I would be fine. Wait a minute. Did you really skip that cinematic? I watched it the first time, but to, oh, okay. I played through the game eight times. So once <laughs> oh, I've seen it once. Have you really played it eight times since that thing came out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Lord. I was on the Game Resume this week telling Joss about that, and it blew her mind. Everyone's like, you can play that game more than once? I'm like, yeah, it's a speedrunning game. You're supposed to get better at it and keep playing it. That's, I think you discovered that's what I'm saying. that. There's a philosophical shift in what Doom is. Mm. And that's expressed in this version very explicit. At least it's very clear to me how I'm reading it and from what I've read. Do you so, think a lot of people are misreading it, aren't seeing it the way you're seeing it? Because I think that's super interesting. You want. If you just want to buy the game, play the campaign, enjoy the story, they gave that to you. Okay. You know? So you're not saying you can't play it that way or that it can't no. be played that way. 
You're just saying you think you found the secret sauce for for the, the what makes it takes it from great game to amazing experience. Why would I play ten thousand games of Heroes of the Storm? Like it's the same thing over and over again. There's right. no cutscenes. Right. It's you know it's because it's not what I'm getting out of it, and it's it, I think you know I get that there's no there is PvP, but for me the main draw isn't even the PvP. It's just getting better at the campaign. Yeah. And knowing that there's campaign DLC coming. Um, there's challenges in the future to prepare for and to just be a part of it's it's but I've been watching speedrun videos as well so I'm kind of just I'm adjacently into the scene but I'm not going to be full on into the scene but right. the idea yeah. of the idea of running the levels faster and beating the arenas is like the appealing part but I mean f- John's not wrong you're not wrong about like you know quick time events mattering because um we'll get to a bit later but Final Fantasy 7 has a lot of that. Do you like pressing buttons at specific moments? I have a game for you. <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> it's Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yeah. Well, wanna... and I think that's the danger, right? Is there's the times where it's completely unnecessary. You know, I had someone... I, I So I tweeted this thought out, and I had a couple of replies, and almost immediately I got a, yeah, like, I love that they do that in God of War, and I think God of War is a perfect template of a game that sometimes does it very right, and sometimes does it very wrong. And uh, the only the only other big like game that got it super super bad uh, was I think Metal Gear Solid Five. There's kind of a notorious scene where you're just crawling through a heating vent, oh, yeah. but you have to like press buttons at the same time. Mm-hmm. And they do picture in picture while you're crawling through the vent. And there's cool stuff happening on the upper part of the screen, but you're not allowed to watch it. Because you got to just be looking for these dumb button presses that you got to press along the way, and it's like, well, you you stepped on your own game in an effort to, you know, put in a little gameplay. Right. You could have achieved the same thing by saying, okay, hold up, and now at least people can look around and see other things. If your fear was that the cutscene was going to go so long that the PS4 would shut down, <laughs> which that happens in Kojima games, sure, so that is a genuine fear, sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I think it's a it's a tough road to walk. I think you're better off erring on the side of minimal. But, yeah, it just stood out for some reason in Doom that there were... I think it's because there's a couple key moments where you are in a turret or given a big gun or doing something, and he shoots it himself. And I was just like, I could have pulled the trigger. I got a mouse. I can click it. Yeah, you could have been that have guy. I wouldn't doing it. Sure. A lot of games um, let you do that, obviously, but um, now I understand what you mean in regards to RE3, because there are many moments, even in my so far playthrough, where the big, the big, I don't know, the big thing that happens with with Tyrant Boy is taken away from me oftentimes. Like, it's just a, a cutscene that, that mm-hmm. where the big kill happens or the big knock, knockout happens so I can get to the next thing, and then I'm up and I'm running and I'm whatever, and it feels like in two in particular, it gave me more of gave me trigger man more often than this game is giving it to me. And again, it's not like a knock on the game. Just like you said, it's not really does it make the game worse or, or whatever, but it is kind of perplexing that they don't, if they're going to do it anyway, what's the big deal of letting the player just pull the trigger? Like, yeah, do it, push the button. That's what video games are. Otherwise I'd watch a movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, to- yeah, you I totally get, get that. It. You got to get that interactivity somewhere. And, you know, you don't want it to feel stupid like, 
oh, you know, here's here's a cutscene where a gate falls down. You better press Y to jump back from the gate. It's like, okay, well, we probably don't need that. But if you're going to have this cool moment where someone's just, like, doing something, and I think Resident Evil 3, like you said, Scott, I think it's both guilty. You haven't gotten to the part where it does it well, mm -hmm. but it definitely has a couple parts that I can think of as I'm playing through it a second time where I'm like, you know, I said it was really cool that they let you pull the trigger, but they didn't right here, and yeah. it would have been neat. Uh, the other thing is if you're going to foreshadow something in a real big way, Resident yeah. Evil is guilty of this too, uh, which you didn't see, Scott, because you don't read anything on the stream. I don't read. Fine. Yeah, I don't read anything in there. <laughs> because it's just going to slow it down in a big way. Right. You know that part where uh, the head fell down off the building? Yes. And squished you. Yes. And then you tried again, and it didn't. Yeah. Um. So they foreshadow that moment. They have this moment where you go into a house and there's a journal and it's a lady who's written an article complaining about how wobbly that head is and saying, that could fall if there's a high enough wind and crush somebody. Right. And I thought, oh, awesome. There's going to be a moment where Nemesis is going to show up and he's going to try and shoot me with his big gun and I'm going to shoot that head and I'm going to drop the head on Nemesis. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. But no, Nemesis tried to drop the head on me, and I was like, well, wait, why'd you foreshadow it then? Yeah. I got all excited about dropping a giant dorky-looking head on a scary monster, and then you you denied me that, and you gave it to him. He didn't need more cool stuff. He's he's Nemesis. Yeah, he's Nemesis. He doesn't need any extra help to be cool or scary or whatever. He's got all the help he needs. Yeah, I kind of agree. It's a weird, it's a weird design choice in some games. And in Bo's, Bo's case, it's like, so I conversely I actually believe this very strongly as well. If you're not if you're gonna let me pull the trigger, then let me do it the one time. But if it's the kind of game that's like infinitely replayable or you can play it through eight times like Bo has, then then that gets tiring, right? Then it's like, oh great, here I am pulling the trigger again. It means nothing. It's kind of a waste. I wish I could just skip this part. Like I get the whole do it first, do it once, and the rest of the time don't worry about it so much. MMOs have to deal with this. Animal Crossing New Horizons has to deal with this. Um, and I think they goof in some ways because in that, that case, that game really wants you to click through dialogue no matter how many times you've heard it. If Timmy and Tommy are selling you a thing and they said thanks, they're going to say thanks every time. If you go up there to say I want to sell stuff, they're going to have to have their little conversation before you choose the option of selling things. I know what I want. Just give me the damn menu. But Nintendo's never going to give us that. That stuff's all great flavor the first time I do it. But the 500th time I do it, it sucks. It starts to blow. So there's a balance there. I don't know what it is. I also don't like a game that makes you watch a cutscene no matter what. I prefer they let me skip it, but I like to watch them and enjoy them. And so I will. But by the same factor, I don't want it. Like you were saying, I never read things in the game. And you're right, I don't. Uh, when there's a, a a note on the wall, right, with like three paragraphs of text, and I click it to see it, I'm looking for the green highlight real quick. <laughs> like, just foot, 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 all right, what what is the point of this? Oh, it's just flavor. Okay, go away. Oh, it has a point that's like a hint or a code or whatever. Okay, cool. I got it. Um, I like that I can be dismissive, but that other players can be hardcore about reading every single sentence and every period and every punctuation. I yeah, think like that's I've cool. read all the codexes in Doom Eternal. Yeah. Do you do you have you is there a game Scott that you have where you'd read a codex? Yes, uh, that game was oh recently I did a lot of that and it was oh um, the the one by the guys who did Fallout New Vegas. Um, oh, the oh, Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds. Wait, 
Yeah, yeah the outer worlds. That's the, still get confused. If you're really it. into the narrative or story, then like you're willing to stop. And oh yeah, I love yeah. that. I love I love deep dives. If if they're really giving me something that's like new and interesting, that's why I like reading. I just like I like reading in general. But when it's just like Resident Evil saying, especially their stuff, it's like here's a note that was left by one of the workers here at the plant that just says, "Ah, oh, had a rough day." Good thing I wrote down this code. Beep, beep, beep. Okay, see you later. Like, it's all just dumb throwaway stuff. It's not really codexy for me. That I don't care they so much about. They didn't put a lot of effort into the writing of it. No, so, no. Yeah. Um, I, I do appreciate that people would want to get all that, though. And I'm glad they can. And, and again, that's cool that they can. Oh, another one was Assassin's Creed 2. For some reason, I got really into codex and reading everything about, like, uh, that era in Italy and like background on like important figures during that time and like historical stuff i really get into that so once in a while a game will will grab me that way but most of the time i just i read a thing and go okay skip 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 because i know it's not going to lead anywhere or it's too fluffy to care uh, the problem is sometimes i skip important clues so i need to not do that as much but i try i try i watch for it uh anyway well, that's an interesting thought hey uh let's talk about the uh a couple of deals here before we get to the big meat of the show uncharted collection is now free for the next month on ps4 for everyone that's the entirety <clears throat> of the uncharted games i think one's included in that or is it just two and forward i forget i i, I didn't check <laughs> i thought it was one and three and not four but hang on uncharted i'll look yeah at i would think it'd be one through three because I the think Nathan the Uncharted Drake collection, yeah, the Nathan Drake collection, I think is one through three. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I figured it was a little too generous to have the fourth one in there, but well, two and three are my two of my favorite games of that of the PS3 era, and totally probably worth playing again because they're HD and upresed and stuff. Um, Bo, now that you got a P- PS4, you should you should totally nab those. Yeah. By the way, top of the show, I don't know if do we talk about it on the show, but I have the PS4. Thank you again to Listener Tanner for yep. sending that over. Tanner Goodman, um, Saul Goodman. He gave he's a good man, as yep. it seems. Oh, yeah. any relation? No. Um, so- <laughs> yes, I am related to the fictional character. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Tanner changed his name so that he can be better whatever it is he does. You never right. know. So, um, uh, yeah, so I'm all, in, <laughs> I'm all in on the PS4 because, you know, now that I actually have one, I'm like, oh, man, there's some sweet stuff in here. Like, you can stream right out of the box, zero problems. You just push a button, and boom, you're streaming on Twitch. Right. And that that's kind of cool. And there's a lot of neat little things I didn't realize were in consoles, like, firsthand. So it's been a real nice experience. Sure. It's and, never um, too late to figure that stuff out. That's cool. And so I'm excited because never, I've never played an Uncharted mm. because I never owned a play, PlayStation. It's exclusive. So I'm like, and this is free. So it's not just free for a period, I think you're buying it for free like you own it and forever as long as you log in and grab it during this time yeah it's them it's uh, you're right and it's them basically saying uh, they're doing this and journey which is also a must get if you can get it for free journey's amazing yeah um but yeah these are two venerable you know sony collections that should be played by everybody and if it hasn't been they're worth money but the fact that they're giving them away for free and it's not temporary it's just a no-brainer you gotta play them they're very good yeah so good timing because i'm gonna get it <laughs> i don't know that i'd bother with i mean one is good story-wise uh gameplay-wise it's just a little weak but it was also you know the beginning of a new series they weren't quite sure what they were going to do with it yet i mean maybe it's okay my memory is I that think, two and three yeah, were stellar I think play one 
Yeah. You could play one. You probably fine. play one. Two and three are just amazing. I love those games. And four is. I actually play one on never story played three. Oh, three is very good. You should play three. I played and really enjoyed one. I adored two. I skipped three, and I played most of four. Yeah, I played all of four. Four is great. It's all good. It's one of the great series of modern gaming. It's just all very. Yeah, good. I mean, I've heard a lot about it, so it seems like now that I have the system and it's free. Yeah, everything's I'll at least free. Install it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens after that. You should totally do that. Um. Anyway, so that's the thing. So everybody, check that out. Stadia is now free. Uh, sort of. Pro still costs money, but if you want Stadia, well, no, isn't it only free for three months? What was the deal? It's free for three months or something. Hold on, Stadia. Not that I care that it's, much. It's two, the Pro is two, two months free. Right. Um, a free trial for the Pro for two months. Wasn't there a... Okay, a two free two-month trial during... Oh, okay. So it's free yeah. right now, but only for two months for everyone. And that means if you're a Pro subscriber already, you get two bonus months of, of free time, but you're still a subscriber. But that means this isn't... There's the free tier that they're planning eventually, which is just straight up a free tier is not there yeah. yet. They're not doing that. It's this is the weirdest service on the planet, you guys. Yeah. Like it doesn't so make jacked. any sense. It's they just keep muddying the waters. Like it's already a weird thing and it already doesn't work the way you think it would work and it's already you still a mess have to and then buy the games and you too. still have to buy this the games. This doesn't help. It's still have to buy the games. There is no like bring all your other games over the way that Nvidia and others have decided to do it. It's really weird. Um I like the tech, but I don't like the bo- the business model. And John's right. It's like they <laughs> picture a Google executive waddling into the into the river, looking down and going, "Man, this is sure muddy." And then saying, "Well, anyway, hand me that bucket of mud." And then they just pour a little more mud in there, and then they kick it around with their feet and go, "Man, this sure is muddy." Well, oh well. And then they're off to get more mud. Like it's that weird. It's just a weird model. I don't get and, it. You know, I don't know what they were bragging about with this controller, but now that I've had a Dual Shock in my hand. Mm-hmm. The Google Stadia controller just looks so cheap and oh, the PS4 lame. controller is hands down my favorite controller that has ever been put it's upon pretty good. the planet. I gotta yeah. say, it's pretty good. Well, then why don't we talk about this new weird one then, John? The PlayStation <laughs> yeah, Five. Yeah, let's talk controller. about the weird one. The weird one is uh, being shown. I think it looks great. I have no problem with the weird one. Um, some people think it looks weird in a bad way. I don't. I think it looks sleek and futury and cool. And well, I'm, people are doing fun little meme things to it, making it look like an angry Batman, and, <laughs> you know, making it look like uh, a lady wearing a, a tank top. And, yeah, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things you can do with it that, uh, you know, is fine. But their last controller was awesome. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. Um, it well, looks I, pretty similar overall right it doesn't look yeah well if you look like, at if it you just if you take out the visual design it mm-hmm. looks oh i guess there's a little angle down yeah they don't have the angled down part where the handles are for your hands well it's hard to tell because like we've only ever seen this front view right we don't have a look at it from the or do we from well the side? in the article i linked uh to look at there is a like laying down side view oh there it is yeah see this okay okay so it's a little bit bent down that's got the curve of a of a xbox one style controller yeah um, yeah i don't know i mean i like the xbox controller but i've been enjoying the dual shock i don't yeah i don't know i i think it looks great and looks beefy and 
I like yeah. two tone color clashing like that. I I may have preferred well, it wouldn't be as good for the six as they get so dirty, but I may have preferred white on the sticks and black on the body, but that's just a minor nitpick. Plus, they're going to be tons of colors and stuff. Like this would look rad if it was like black and red, or you know, orange and blue, or something. Like they'll they'll, they'll do all that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, it's it's I, it's pretty cool looking. I don't know. Yeah, I just don't get why it's funny. I, I mean, I, I see what cool memes people are doing, I guess, but I just don't. Well, the reason they're doing the memes at all, the, this is just such a human nature thing. There's a pattern yeah. to this controller that just makes it easy to like put stuff in that space <laughs> to say like, all right, right, well, it looks like a big broad thing. Who's like that? Oh, it's like the Kingpin from Spider-Verse. Somebody makes a little Kingpin version of it, or it looks like a, I don't know, the, the robot from Wally. It looks like a short circuit robot or something, right? Like the two eyes are the sticks. Yeah. And the helmet's the white thing on top. And then you just need the rest of the body. Yeah. It's like the headpiece. Yeah. Turns out Photoshop was... is your friend and everyone's doing yeah, it. Yeah. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. So anyway, John drew, John drew an MS Paint version of the monster. I think. Yeah. It's, wait, what? Where, where did you? Where did you? What? It's in Discord. Oh, it's in Discord. Let me see. Oh. <laughs> he got it exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> that was pretty Johnny on the spot. No pun intended with your name. I'm surprised. That was really good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited about it. Other people have pointed out that the share button thing on the uh, left side, which currently is called share on the PS4, that button doesn't have a text title, but it has three little lines and it looks like the honk button for Untitled Goose Game. So everybody's like, honk. oh, it's really nice then to put a dedicated honk button on the freaking play. You know, everyone's having a, a taking the piss, as they say in Britain. They're all taking the piss. They're taking the piss. Yeah, and it's fine. I think it looks great. Uh, don't reinvent the wheel too much. Sleek it up a little. If it's still got a good build quality the way the PS4 does. Oh, and I hope those batteries last longer. That's the biggest thing for me. PS4, biggest problem with PS4 controllers, the batteries were terrible as far as longevity. They just did not last very long. No, that's sad to hear. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, long enough to get lots of gaming in. You just got to charge them more often. Play uh, Xbox One controllers with charge packs lasted a lot longer but you also had to buy those and also the series x uh they're opting for um charge packs you would buy separately and or double a's so they're still sticking with that whole double a mm. option which i don't love mm, that gross i know it is gross kind of right like just you know i just picked up i found my xbox 360 controller and i'm just like there's a giant pile of batteries and three of them had leaked because i had stocked up on batteries yeah just for the controller and i was like Ugh. yeah that seems dumb uh anyway very anxious to see one of these in the wild i want i want to hold one i want to touch it you think the these these box delay gets delayed like even if we get back online tomorrow are we getting the ps4 and series x at christmas they claim that none of that has been affected by anything so i would assume that they are making a bet that demand will be there because people can get them online they don't have to go wait in store lines to get them those channels aren't as important as they used to be, like perfect time for, for digital games and uh, deliveries via services like Amazon or whoever. And so I think they're counting on that. What they may not be counting on or what they, they the one that factor they can't control is if this goes on that long, the economic impact is pretty, pretty major. Yeah. And you're going to have people without the extra 500 bucks just to toss around. They're going to have to think twice before throwing money down on a new game machine. So December 2, if the economy keeps going what it is, we might things might 
go to you know the value of money. was it inflation whatever you know and things might get screwed with how much things cost yeah it might get real the weird value of money yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry i was really distracted while you're saying that because john did a third picture and he did a cat face but it kind of looks like balls with a big red sore <laughs> wow. that's, really that looks really good hold on let me well done, pull, pull that out. i think the batman is honestly the best work so far yeah the batman's really good so you used a lot of good negative space there you've got the white like you could if you squint it looks just like black oh, yeah, head there yeah that's pretty good well now you make me want to make one like for real later maybe i will yeah you should i'll it's think about very- it very it's a very memeable controller. It's very memeish. Uh, the memeish. Thinking of the uh, look, it's one that I think is going to be awesome. Yeah, I do think it's going to be cool. So we shall see. But fun to make fun of. Uh, the three sixty or sorry, the X, the uh, Series X controller for Xbox looks pretty indistinguishable from the Xbox One controller, the current one. And I'm fine with that because it's a good controller. There's nothing wrong with it, but. There's nothing that sets it apart. This at least looks like they're trying to go some design directions, and I think I like that as much as I'm, you know. In the end, it's about games and and a, and a sturdy enough controller that you can get by, so it's not going to matter that much. But I like that Sony sticks their neck out a little bit on this stuff. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, speaking of controllers, your Switch can now remap your controllers, which is cool. Let me tell you what else is good. The store is so much peppier now. This has been the biggest problem with the Switch. Uh, it has gotten just piles of, of games to download. And it's been great because every indie and their dog is in that thing now. And it's a perfect machine for just like weird indie titles that you used to only get on Steam or something. Take them with you kind of games. Perfect for that stuff. Just been awesome. Hmm. As a result, though, the bloat in the store has been unfathomably bad. And as a result, it's still kind of bad, like discovery wise and search wise, and some of that stuff's still kind of a problem. But performance wise, just was not optimized. It was just slow and sluggish, and switching just down to the next list to look at the next row of games would take forever. And it wasn't internet; it was just sluggish. Um, and and you always had the impression like this is just a flat storefront. There's no reason this should be so slow. The rest of the device is plenty fast and can push polygons and do what it needs to do. Why can't it do this store? This latest patch. With these other additions they added, fixed the performance of the store, and it is so much freaking better. Oh, you guys, seriously, it feels good just talking about it. Like, yeah, it's great, and it's it's benefit to them because people are trying to give them money, and then they give up and don't want to buy anything, right? Because right, can't navigate. Imagine walking in a store. We'll do that again one day. And uh, while you're in there, uh, it's a Walmart. Today. It's uh, it's on fire, covered in goo. You don't want that. That's kind of how this store felt. You want a store that you can walk into without getting goo or fire on you. So, hmm. uh, well done, Nintendo. You finally made it adequate. Now make some other changes, and add a song. Get some music in there. Something along the lines of this. Get some proper store music in there. They don't have that right now, but every other handheld they've ever made has. This thing is technically a handheld now. Get it in there. All right. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> hey, uh, handheld in there. there's a new uh, XCOM game suddenly out of nowhere that's standalone and it, its own game. And it's only 10 bucks if you get it before it launches. And if you don't, it'll be 20. But even then, it's a pretty good value, I guess. Uh, but, John, it looks like they lock you into a five-man team that you don't design and you already have issues with that. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't look. I bought the game already. I did. I did it because I like XCOM. Whoa, I like really? Oh yeah, games, I did the same. I wanted to spend ten dollars for it, yeah. so yeah. I yeah, kind of bought look... it sight unseen. Sure. Well, well, didn't, didn't it look a little sub XCOM? You know, it you did. know, you play and, the high. You know, it's like I don't know. I need to. I need and, to know what this is before I buy it. And right. here's how I would describe it, Bo. This is what I described it as online, and I think it's an apt analogy. It's okay. like. If you're a kid and out of the blue, your parents are just like, hey, kids, we're going to Disneyland. And you're like, what? I didn't think we would be going to Disneyland so soon. What? And then you get there and like your three favorite rides are closed. Yeah. Like it's XCOM. It's unexpected XCOM. But it mm-hmm. seems to kind of be without some of the features that, to me, are, are the things I really like about XCOM. I like to make my friends. I like to customize uh, my favorite fictional characters and create their dumb outfits and make them look as stupid as possible. And I want to go see an adventure where Bo, Scott, Peter Parker, Harley Quinn, and <laughs> Jaina Proudmore go down and fight some aliens <laughs> And maybe one of them doesn't make it. Yeah. And that's a good story to me. I'm like, man, this was really rough, but yeah. Bo got mind control and he shot Scott. And I got to make a poster about it when it's all done because that's how it works. Yeah. And it's it, it doesn't seem to have a lot of that. And so that's fine. I mean, they didn't label this XCOM 3 or anything. They're They're, you know, putting it out for a price and with a level of hype that I think is probably appropriate, but it doesn't have everything that is XCOM to me, but I'll still play it for 10 bucks. I'll still play it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a really good self-contained, you know, story-based strategy tactics experience for 10 bucks. Like how, even if it's not good, Steam does easy refunds. No big deal. Let's get a refund. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't super worried. Just, my initial reaction was it looked a little sub what the actual XCOM game is. So I don't know, not a bad, not in a bad way, just in a like, well, I'm play, I play the Cadillac, so I don't need the Hyundai. That's a really good point. Except how do you say Hyundai over there? Hyundai. <laughs> Hyundai. Hyundai. Like when your underwear is a little you expected it. We got to find out how you really say Hyundai. Cause I think Hyundai. I've been saying it wrong now that you're Hyundai. saying Hyundai. Let's see. Hyundai. How to, or maybe it's pro- Hyundai. Hyundai. How to pronounce Google Hyundai. answers. Let's go. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Here we go. Yeah, who answers? How to pronounce Hyundai? And we found I found a couple of them here. Uh, this is a YouTube video. Let's. Oh, how to pronounce dot com is always pretty good. So let's try this. Okay. All right, we're gonna play the audio uh, and see if Hyundai. Bo Bo may blow my mind here and just have been right, and I've never been right. So here goes. Okay. What's it taking so long for? Hyundai. Oh. Okay. Let me try. There's uh-huh. different versions. How about this one? So slow. Hold on. Hyundai. Okay. I'll try about this one. There's another one. If it's the same guy, I'm going to scream. Hurry up. Play. Why won't you play? Hyundai. Oh, it was a lady. But it was kind of the same. Yeah. All right. So I, I screamed. <laughs> My what? What? <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. I don't... Hyundai. Hyundai. Who? Who? Is that how you pronounce it in Japanese? What's the correct? Well, it'd be uh, it'd be Korean, but yeah, let's see. Uh, oh, Hyundai's Korean? Yeah, Hyundai. Okay, well, the Korean one. <laughs> Either Hyundai or Hyundai. I don't know. I don't know cars, guys. No, like, it's okay. It it's okay. A little bit Japanese. I noticed I you Japanese. were walking a little funny today. Why is that? Oh, I'm having a high Hyundai. Uh, high Hyundai. Okay. Way up there. Here's a Korean. Well, here's a Korean. Maybe it's more like Hyundai, like Yun. Like the Y's got to 
be there for a reason, right? Well, here's what they say. Here's a Korean lady or guy doing it. Let's try this one. Okay. Hyundai. Oh. Hyundai. Bo. Hyundai. It's a lot closer to Bo's than mine. Yep. I think. You Although might... I did, for the record, say Hyundai, like I was saying, Hyundai. Hyundai. <laughs> Sunday. That's Monday. that there Hyundai car. <laughs> I have a Cadillac. Push for a new day of the week, eighth day of the week, called Hyundai. I like it. Good idea. Yeah. I. I, I, I yeah. I think you're. Yeah. I think you're kind of closer. Let's get to rid Hyundai. of Monday. We don't need Monday. Let's call it Hyundai. I didn't mean for that to derail us so much, but it was just uh, it threw me off for no, a second. I'm going to start calling Monday Hyundai. All right. Hi, happy yeah. Hyundai, everybody. Happy, isn't it better? Doesn't 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 aren't you looking forward to Hyundai now? <laughs> I don't know. Can I call it Taco Hyundai? Can I do that? That's for Tuesdays. Maybe not. Doesn't work. Taco, mm, not so much. What? No. Okay. Because Taco mm, Tuesday. You ever had Taco oh. Tuesday? Like you can you can do whatever you want. I just don't be one of those people that are all <laughs> excited because Thursday is Friday Eve. That, oh, those are I the people that, that deserve a good punch in the nose i don't like it either i hate that actually it's friday eve yeah yes go, yeah i've I, never heard that in my oh life. my gosh so many people say that to me they're like they're like how's it going i'm like well you know it's thursday and they're like thursday's friday eve yeah i was like what does that mean you have to go to work on a friday for me that's it's like, another day that's like saying it's christmas eve eve yeah you're excited about the day before the interesting thing happened yeah. that's bs it is bs it's like people that say it's five o'clock somewhere i freaking hate that i hate that <laughs> it's not five o'clock where you are that's the point not somewhere it's it's, it's sometimes somewhere everywhere all the time right Don't they say that to rationalize like eating um dessert for breakfast well, i thought it was like drinking that. late or something that too drinking is a, a Hey, it's early in the morning and you're drinking. It's like, well, it's 8 p.m. somewhere. We had this There's discussion. Bar open for business. We had, in the we had this discussion on TMS, and my my I thought the phrase or originated from people who wanted to leave work early. So if they were like leaving at 3:30, and Bill in accounting goes, "Hey, where are you headed?" and and the guy goes, "Oh, yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere," <laughs> and then leaves. I thought that's what it meant, but I was oh. I guess I was wrong. It doesn't work that way. You know yeah. what? People who ask you what you're up to at work are also bad people. <laughs> I mean, not if it's your boss, that's probably their job. But like, you know, if you have somebody that's just like a casual person out there that's just like, oh, you're going home. Yeah. Those people are a problem. Yeah, they are a problem. I don't want anything bad to befall them, but I don't want them saying oh. that anymore either. You know? Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you there. It's Mexico somewhere, says Kazumi in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Didn't see that one. coming for some reason. That's amazing. It's Mexico somewhere. That's really great. I'm going to use that too on Hyundai. Yeah, Hyundai. <laughs> We're going to keep saying Hyundai because that is now the first day of the work. That's right. Uh, when does this, by the way, XCOM thing unlock? Is it soon? Uh, 20-something, I believe. Uh, 20-something. Chimera. Oh, we haven't even told the full name. It's XCOM Chimera Squad is the name of the full yep. thing. Um, according to... Coming April 23rd, 2020. 23rd. There you go. So this is just, just oh. around the corner-ish. Um, it came out of nowhere. It says the game focuses on a group of 11 new characters who met up in a new location called City 31. There's a new mechanic in game which is meant to change the order of turns and the flow of battle. Popular, blah, 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 trying to see here. Outside the battle, players must also manage their HQ. So there's a lot of stuff in here that's like full, you know, XCOM manages your stuff. I, it, I, I just it, wonder what it is. Like, what's the point it of it? It looked a little designed for mobile, maybe? Is that. 
Is that possible? Maybe, but like the I Switch mean, is we'll getting. find out when they're like, you got three stars on this mission. You can use those stars to purchase gems. Now, gems are going to be able to unlock all sorts of great customizable oh. options for your aliens. Oh, you're killing me. Oh, my God. You're killing me. It better not be any of that. But it, um, I forgot to say commander. Commander. I, commander. You need to. There are no microtransactions. <laughs> If you want to fight those aliens, you're going to have to give it about 17 hours, Commander. Uh, it says here, Exxon Chimera Squad is set to debut on Steam for $19.99, currently at $9.99, which is 50% off the normal price. I'm glad they gave us the math on that. Um, the sale will be going on for a limited time. Should you or should this new vision of XCOM strike your fancy, it is prudent that you buy early, says uh, International Business Times. It's nine ninety nine on sale on the nineteen ninety nine yes. full price. Yes, so half so half off basically. That's what you're getting there. That's oh, okay. you buy a hundred. I was about to say I don't think that's actually fifty percent. Commander. Yeah, well, it's roughly fifty. I mean, well, see, nine ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. I was gonna, I was trying to do a bit. Oh, no, oh, I want, I like bits. You should do a bit. I don't know. The the moment passed. Chat room, we like bits as well. Send your bits here to the channel and uh, let us yes, know. Yes, please. It's the best I, value. It truly is. Uh, speaking of microtransactions. Okay, uh, that's it for that. Also, I just wanted to put it out there that, uh, just, uh, speaking of tactical games, I am genuinely excited about Gears Tactics more than I have been in the past. They released some video and some other stuff around that game. And if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you're just going to get it on PC. I think it's also coming to Xbox as well because uh, that's what Game Pass does. Anyway, Gears, based on the Gears of War games, Gears Tactics looks way cooler than I thought it would. It looks neato, like very XCOM too, but still in the Gears universe, something interesting about that for me and all that cover that you have in, in a Gears game, like duh, perfect tactics thing, right? Cover everywhere. Get behind yeah. stuff. Gears is like basically action XCOM, so Kinda, <laughs> it's yeah. a natural fit. It's true, yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually excited about this uh, and that's also uh, this month too. or May maybe, I forgot. They, they got a lot, of, a lot of bombastic weapons that are going to lend itself well to the battlefields, I think, too. I agree. Uh, here it is. And you're going to um, have uh, Marcus yelling, get the f- out of the way! Yep. Which Dur- is the best part of any Gears game. He'll go, oh, come on! He was always yelling, come on, as loud as he could. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the date. I can't find a date, but sometime soon it'll be here. Problem of teenagers everywhere. Gears tactics. Not- hey, so I never finished Gears 5. Um uh does anyone know if jd lived april 28th sorry um oh that's the same day as the XCOM thing is it 28th uh no, no I the 23rd was, was uh oh okay okay a couple days later anyway uh i don't know how it turns out in the end because i didn't finish it either i, I didn't finish it i, meant I think to. he lives we'll say he lives i meant it's I meant funny i was super jazzed about gears and then it, my interest went from like 100 to zero what changed? What do you think that was? What happened there? Do you think? I don't. I don't remember. Honestly, I, I don't think it was the game. The game's good. It's just I don't know. I, I enjoyed didn't... it, but I didn't play through the campaign. Like I, I, I got to the part where Kate goes like to her hometown. I guess it's her uncle or something. And you start shooting your way out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got a little bit past that, but not much further. Yeah. Yeah, and to some desert. It was a desert planet that I got to. Did John? Yeah. Chatroom says John made a joke that we all missed. What was it, John? What did we miss? Uh, I don't remember, but it was good. I think John makes jokes the whole episode, Scott, and we don't pick up on it at all. Apparently not. Tweets you get. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was laughing at that thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> well, yeah. he, 
That's just John. That's John. He, he's subtle. He's a he's a mind master. Yeah, he's very good at that <laughs> stuff. Mind master. <laughs> you want to see some of that at work? You should watch our live stream of my RE3 playthrough. Exactly. Because, exactly. Yeah, because I'm terrified, yeah, and John's calculate. like, John's just like, oh, would you like to look to the left and uh, see what's over there for a second? And I'll look to the left. Oh, that was my favorite part when you looked at Mega Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> freaking Mega Man, dude! You scared <laughs> me so bad. The biggest, the biggest scare of session two, which was just Tuesday night, was a guy in a plaid shirt, not even a zombie. He <laughs> scared me jobbly? so bad. That guy was, was he Ghibli Jobbly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Ghibli Jobbly zombies are coming it's after. That guy from two that's got his kid in that other room and. He, he came out just around the corner and scared Jill or me uh, to death. So well done video game. What was that thing Scott was yelling to? He had another, what am I to do moment, but it's a new one. I said, Oh, he's, he says a lot. I said, this, I mean, is, you know, this, this is not Francine. good. Come on, Francine. You get a move on. <laughs> <laughs> I always do that though. I'm trying to think what, there what, was what it was. Really, there was one really good one though. Where, I just, Here, I'll give I, people. We listened to it earlier. And, and, yeah. I'll give people a little taste of it. I got a little bit right here. Just a little here. We'll just skip around. Let's see. That was almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> okay, that joke needs to be explained because it is very funny. We were in Jill's apartment, and on Jill's table in Resident Evil Three is a bunch of like, as Bo would say, detritus. But it's like you know a carton of milk and a tipped over thing and some other stuff just laying on the thing. And on there is a plate with a with a piece of bread that's like kind of half toasted. And there's a knife nearby and all of that. And John sees it and says. That was almost a Jill sandwich, which is funny because of this. You were almost a Jill sandwich. Because that's the thing Barry said to Jill in the first Resident Evil game. Now, I know I'm over-explaining it, but in the moment, that was freaking funny. But do you think, was it a nod? No. It's, it's, it's sandwich in her apartment. Maybe. Apartment. Maybe. I mean, they do make a nod in that actual game. In the, in the multiplayer, there is a multiplayer character named Marvin Sandwich. <laughs> What? Why is it Marvin Sandwich, though? How does that make the reference? That's the name they gave him. That's what they decided to call him. Oh, my god! Or is it Martin? It might be Martin Sandwich. It's, like, it's, like, it's, it's, it's pretty close to Monsoon Cabbage. <laughs> it it's, is. Not, it's not far. <laughs> Marvin Sandwich, Monsoon Cabbage. It's, Monsoon it's Cabbage. a pseudonym. Yeah. Yeah. He's a vampire. Monsoon Cabbage Maybe. is one of your greatest works. I freaking love that name. Here he is. I'm going to put a link to his biography in the chat in mm. case anybody wants to enjoy uh, looking up details about poor Martin Sandwich okay. and his unfortunate events. His, de- his demise. What's, his, what's his life story called? Don't Rye, the story of Marvin Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Boys don't rye. Boys don't rye. Nice. 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 I see what you did. Boom! I'm on fire today. Oh, he's like a kid. Yeah. Uh, Skilled engineer that was a mechanic at a medical appliance manufacturer while he was dispatched to perform some repairs at Spencer Memorial Hospital. He caught a glimpse of testing facility that was intended to be secret. Upon apprehension, he found himself thrust into a horrifying virus experiment. Martin Sandwich. That's stupid. (laughs) You can't take anyone. I went through this big spiel about not people with the last name Corona shouldn't be made to change their last names. But if your last name is Sandwich, no one's going to take you seriously. Like, you, better, you better change that shit pronto. Yeah, get in there and get that done. I agree. Go to the courthouse. They'll take care of you. Martin Sandwich. That's so dumb. Uh, anyway. Yeah, that's a pretty funny name, though. It's what? hard to say Martin Sandwich and not start to chuckle. So hold on, bit. though. Is he? You said he's in the multiplayer mode? 
He does. Yeah. A, what does he do in there? He tries to survive. Is he just a he's guy? An you... Engineer, I guess. Like he's got engineer abilities. Uh, I'm going to put a yeah. note on Twitter that I learned tonight all about Martin Sandwich. <laughs> Heck yeah! Thanks, John <laughs> underscore Jagger on Twitter. All right, there. That's fun. Uh, all right, moving on to what? Oh, to this. Games we're playing. So uh, still just cranking away on, whoops, that's weird. Animal Crossing New Horizon right here on my Switch. I can't stop. I love it. I can't stop. It's amazing. Um, anyway, that and a Who's game. Who's your favorite animal? Let's lean Let's oh. lean into what's popular with the kids these days. Uh, Who's your best friend in town? Okay, and I can't count any of the nooks, right? Because they're just there working. No, and also you shouldn't be friends with the nooks. They're shady. Well, the birds, the birds annoy me. All the bird people annoy me. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I know you who it is. Magard. Just he's you. You're him. It's uh, it's all the same. <laughs> it's the little the little gof not gopher the little guinea pig uh, hamster guy. Ah, I forgot his name. He's my favorite. There's a little hamster in this game. Actually, it reminds me of you, John, just a tiny bit. He's a little bit like you. I'm well, gonna hamster like. I'm gonna find some more information about him, but he's just so chill and. Every time I run into that guy, it's a good time. It's the it's the little ham, brown hamster guy that lives up north in my in this house that I built for him. He's pretty cool. The unibrow squirrel, she's all right. Uh, I forget their names. That's the problem. Zoe or Chloe is one or Zoe or something like that. I forget their stupid names, but they're all great. Everything's great. That game is great. It's a, it's 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 one of those like it's an Animal Crossing game in every way, but it's. In that context, it's a freaking masterpiece of one of those. It's so good. And I love it. I can't stop playing it. I keep running my battery down like every day on this thing and I have to charge it every day. Um, all right, so there's that. Uh, now, I got a thing to tell you guys about that I could not be more excited about. A discovery I made today. Oh, what's this? I love this game so much, it scratches all my itches. And I'm so excited about it. I don't know if this is for everybody or not. But if anybody out there listening played Solitarica by chance, which was on Steam, oh, I've heard of Sounds very familiar to me. Is it like an RPG puzzle questy game, but solitaire, like yes, playing card game? Yes, I've heard of this. I think you mentioned being interested in it at some point. Yes, I played a long time. I had it on phone, I had it on tablet, and I had it on PC, and I loved it. It was one of my favorite, like weird hybrid combo of mechanics kind of games, roguelike cards uh solitaire was the main mechanic which is it sounds weird but it totally worked um just a fantastic little game i can't wait to see what that team does next but this is not them this is somebody else but they have taken the core of what i loved about solitarica and have really branched out with it and it's called ancient enemy and it's it's on steam it's only 13 bucks on sale right now just launched and it is a fantasy game uh, an RPG of sorts where you, uh, again, kind of roguelike start these runs a little bit like Slay the Spire or something similar to that, I suppose. Um, but you don't just fight. Uh, there are battles, but in between some of the battles, some of them are just you playing its unique brand of solitaire. But it's not solitaire in the traditional way. It's very different than that. But you you do this stuff with cards. You unveil cards that give you special abilities. You have cards that are part of your equipment, like you've got some bonus stuff that you're wearing because you looted it off the last guy that helps you in the next fight or whatever. 
Um, you know, I'm trying to think of all the it's like in Slate Aspire, you collect cards, right? You loot cards as you move on. Same same kind so of you idea. Build, you build a deck, yeah. Right. This you, thing. You build a deck in this, or you? Uh, no. So that's what's weird about it. Um, I mean, well, that's not true. You you do build a deck, but the deck you're building and the cards you're building are for specific areas of the game that aren't necessarily in play, although some of them are. So I'll give you an example. When you start a fight, a big bunch of cards get all laid out on a, on the screen in weird sh- stacks, and it's never the same. They're in strange patterns and everything. And okay. let's say the cards that are face up over here and over here, one is an eight and this is a nine, and they have cool runes on them. They're not like traditional like face cards. Um, but it's an eight and a nine, have numbers on them. And so you'll go, all right, well, I'm going to, my number down here at the bottom of my draw deck is a seven. Sweet. I can put that, I can click on that eight. I click the eight, comes down and piles onto the seven and unveils, unveils whatever cards underneath that. Okay. On top. So maybe underneath that was another number, or it could be a special card, a direct damage card, a bonus card, something that gives you more um, uh, armor for that turn or whatever, or just a regular number that you may or may not be able to use. But over here, remember, I had a nine, so I'm going to click the nine, and now that's down on the eight. Well, let's say that unveiled another eight. I can click on that eight, and now it will land on the nine. So the goal is you can always click cards that either go up or down from the number you've collected. This is just like Solitarica. It's exactly the same Solitaire hmm. part system of it. And It looks like almost, like just looking at it, it looks almost like, if somebody made Puzzle Quest, but instead of being inspired by Bejeweled, they were inspired by Solitaire. Uh, yes, that's a fair way to say it, I think. Because, see, my, my point of reference is Solitarica in this particular case because they, they really do take a lot of those concepts and move them forward. Without having played that, though, your description's right. I mean, that is kind of what they're doing. So, so for example, you have some special abilities you can use, and these are cards that you equip before. before. Like, you in your inventory, you say... That's kind of the build part, Bo, where you're like, all right, well, I want to have a direct mm-hmm. attack, and I also want to have a, a burn thing that burns over turns or over time, a uh, fire spell. And then I also want a third one that's like extra armor, and I can burn that card when I have enough juice to do it. All the cards out here that you're eliminating via the game of Solitaire are color-coded. So when you're putting those away, if it's an orange card, that adds a little bit of juice to that ability and, and refills it a little bit. And then another orange will refill it more. And when those max out, like Puzzle Quest, it's a very good example, I can now fire off that card and it does its special damage or whatever. And so I bought this game just now. You absolutely should buy this game. It is so good. It is so one of those and it's so well done. Um, it's a small team. Their history is they've made they make these really great versions of solitaire with all kinds of other rules, and that's all the games they've made in the past. But they all look like games you'd see on, you know, Facebook or phones or whatever. They're they're all premium games, but they're you know they they don't they don't jump out at you and go ooh a new take on the genre or whatever. This absolutely does. Like this thing does not mess around. It's like, you know, it's it's using those mechanics, and clearly they've got some know how with all of that. But they're adding all these RPG elements and these these weird in-depth changes to your deck as you go along and things that have effects you didn't expect and these wild cards. And it's just so cool. I am in love with it. And I've only been able to play like two hours of it. And I cannot wait to get back to it. That's how much I liked it. It's very, very good. Now, is this going to be like, if there's no multiplayer, not getting online and fighting somebody else. If this is just a, hey, I want to play this game and unlock the next level and get the new stuff and keep growing and keep getting better. And, you know, it's one of those. So know that going into this. this isn't the hot new Hearthstone thing. 
and doesn't play even it doesn't even play like it's nothing like a ccg it doesn't play like that at mm. all if i had to compare it to anything it would be again solitarica but for, if you haven't played that you won't know what i'm talking about but it's it's so much oh my gosh it's so me in every way and maybe it'll be you too john you have to tell me what you think because i think i think you'd really like it yeah, it looks super up my alley. Yeah. I, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, this seems like uh, exactly what I want right now because yeah. I'm learning some new life lessons and suddenly my time for gaming <laughs> is uh, really diminished, we'll say. Yeah, and so it's, a, it's that's the other thing to say about it. It's a perfect, like, sit down and crank through it and oh, someone needs me, I just get up and leave. And, you know, it's not, it's not a game that requires too much of your body. <laughs> it just It just needs you to, to play it, and it's... It also, how do I put this? Like, yes, it's kind of based on solitaire mechanically, but kind of not really. It's it becomes kind of its own. It feels like its own thing. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like you're playing a skinned version of solitaire. Let me put it that way. Like that that is just like all you could really say is, oh, the numbers go up and down on top of each other. That's where the similarities end. Like there really there there really is uh, nothing else about it that's solitaire like other than you're playing it by yourself. Um, but there's even a story and the guy's got dialogue. If you want it, you can skip it if you don't want it. Like, it's just a, a good package made by a small team. I think it's colorful as hell, has great color stuff. This really needs to be on tablets at some point. I would play this in my bed all night. Um, it's just very good. So check it out. Ancient Enemy. A big surprise. And I'm so glad I found it. And I can't wait to sing their praises on every other show I talk about it because it's very cool. It looks like a very cool game. It's very neat. Um, and then I started Fallout 76 Wastelanders. Mm-hmm. And I did that because it came out on Steam and I thought, all right, let's see how they did. They've had a year and a half to tweak this thing to get it fixed, to get it in a place where maybe it's, you know, good. Because up till now, you know, rough start, rough rough patches, rough whatever. Uh, had, had it not been for Blizzard and all of their high profile goofs, I think that uh, Bethesda may have taken the brunt of gamer anger for a while there because of stuff around this game. Well, it came out on Steam this week, 39 bucks. I thought, I'll try it. Let me see what's up. I'm happy to report one thing, and that is, it feels like they now have a finished, complete, bug-free game. The downside for me is, everything they want me to do here, I am already doing with greater fun and effect in No Man's Sky. Ah, okay. So... That's kind of what they want you to do here. It's like build, you know, start building your 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 place out in the wasteland, collecting items, doing crafting, building better stuff, unlocking new technologies, uh, doing it with your friends if you want to, explore places you've never seen before. And as I was doing all these things for about an hour and a half, I went, it's it's not that this isn't good. And if this is what you want, I think it's actually in pretty good shape. I really do. So this is not me saying I don't like this game. I just realized that everything I'm doing or all the specific itches that I usually would scratch with a game like this are being well scratched in no man's sky. And Mm. so I did a return on it as a result. Oh boy. Look at that. If you don't like space, then maybe this is the jam you should aim for. If you prefer your ground level, whatever, but if you like space, Stick. I would need to hear some from somebody on the inside because there's there's so many games out there and so little time. Yeah. And Fallout 76 just does not seem like it's worth anyone's time, and they're the poor people. It's like it's like it's uh, not Destiny. Um, it's like Anthem. 
Mm-hmm. A little bit. Like yeah. they're not going to stop you from wasting your time in a game that they're not developing. I mean, that's why I've pulled back from playing from heroes and stuff like that. So, right. Um, I mean, they, they maybe it, they, it seems like Fallout seventy six is is a little different. I mean, I wouldn't put it in the same class as Anthem. Maybe in terms of like disappointment in the in the beginning. The difference here, though, is Bethesda stuck with it. I mean, you may there are people that are like, "Well, I'm not giving money to anybody who can't launch a game finished." I, that's fine. That's a whole other conversation. We is it have. a PvP game though? It's, I thought it was uh, a battle royale. It's not. It's a. Uh, they have a mode. With a twist. It, they have a mode, but it's not battle royale. It's like. So it, it's not an MMO. It's not a single player game. I mean, it's. It's what a, is it? This is the problem. It's kind of a hybrid, right? So it's like mm-hmm. half. It's a half step toward MMO type thinking. But it's also kind of a single player experience that you can then involve other people in if you want to. I mean, it sounds like No Man's Sky is a pretty apt comparison. Yeah. The only difference is if No Man's Sky also had a battle royale mode. Right. Right. I would describe very quickly as someone No Man's Sky is that it's Minecraft, but in space with less ability to manipulate things. But you can cut terrain, you can build terrain. Mm-hmm. Manufacture it's basically Minecraft in space. I mean, it's got that aspect, but also the thing I like about No Mansky is that it's got this exploration aspect to it that I just never get sick of. I love finding new planets and new things yeah. to look at and new ways to do this and that and find out that it's too hot down there and I shouldn't stand outside my ship too long. And like I love all that stuff, but it also is a great trading game. It's a great mission running game. It's a great creation game, like you say, like Minecrafty stuff. Mm. It's just got all the things that I really like and if and in a world where that didn't exist the current state of fallout 76 now called wastelanders because it's like their big update uh might be the thing that scratches it i just am already getting it from no man's sky so do you, do you think it's a little bit of mmos are expensive so they didn't want to do that and they already have an mmo they don't want to cannibalize their their base i think like partly Elder Scrolls. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. I think maybe a little bit. Um, I think more. I think it's trying to fill that middle space that Destiny sort of fills. Even though the you know mechanically we're talking about very different games, but this idea that um, you don't have to pay monthly for this, but we know you're going to want to buy cosmetics and stuff. So come to the store and buy that new hat, and you know, play with friends. Play like, with friends. Being online and playing yeah. with friends is a big part of the recipe. Yeah. And this but is like a, it's, Destiny it's, Two. It's, it can wow. You can hang out in Goldshire for an hour, and it's fine with friends. Like yeah, John, you and I hung out leveling in Brill, right? Right. You yep. know, right. That's fun, but I don't want to do that in Destiny. Like, we'll come hang out in Destiny, <laughs> and just like do some stuff. Like Destiny <laughs> is like it, like those hybrid games are weird. Like I, I want to go in and be there for a purpose, but mm-hmm. in World of Warcraft, I could not have a purpose and just log in and hang out. Right. You know what I mean? I, I tend to agree. Yeah. Like, like that's why playing heroes with you guys is so much fun because we're coordinating. We're not hanging out. We're not, we're not sure what to do or what not to do. We know what we need to do. Play, go strategize, beat this team. Oh, we lost. Do another one. Like, like there's a clear goal for team play in a MMO. It's, it's still clear, but there's also room for hanging out and doing nothing because it's an MMO. It's that kind of thing these games try to straddle it and I'm not sure they've got the magic yet. Cause in like in destiny, you don't want to hang out. You just want to get in and kill stuff. And if you've got friends you're playing with, it's because you, there's power in numbers and you can beat more stuff together than you could alone. So, so I don't know. I mean, the other issue, which we may want to talk about in a future show is this whole thing about, you know, if games are patched and made good, finally, even though they sucked at launch, would, should anyone be giving them money for unfinished games? Um, one of my favorite games 
right now, period, is No Man's Sky, and that game launched terribly, like yeah. really bad. So I've, I'm of the opinion sometimes this stuff just takes time and it's okay. It's all right. I'll deal with it. It's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. There's not some big moral quandary here. But you would not. Hello Games was an unknown entity. So if Blizzard ever launched something in a really bad state, some people thought Diablo 3 launch was a, bad, was a terrible mm-hmm. state of affairs. When really, it's a pretty reasonable thing. They got way more customers than they realize and lesson learned for the future. Mm-hmm. But um, you could call that a bad launch. Right. And they did better. Yeah. And, but we have a past tracker, track record with them. So even if you said, oh, that was a bad launch, but Blizzard, I know they'll do right by the game right. in the long run. So right. no, you have no hesitation about feeling confident in them, right? Yeah, you feel like, you, like you know they're going to back up their stuff. But with Hello Games, you didn't. You didn't Hello know. Games, I mean, they, they, one of another company that tried to pitch a project that didn't quite get to the end. They decided they want to move on. Most companies want to move on to the next thing or, they, you know, someone else. You know what I mean? Like there's right. a new product down the pipe and they want to get done with it. But it's been like how many years? Like four years now? Well, yeah. I mean, their first uh, game yeah. was, uh, did you guys ever play Joe Danger? Did you ever play that? Never played Joe Danger. It's this dinky no. little I weird. It's a fun game. game. It was like, uh, what if you took, it was a very cartoonized version of taking like uh, Trials and mixing it with um, kind of, oh, I don't know what else to compare it to. It was kind of, a, it felt like a Nintendo game. So different than No Man's Sky. Couldn't be more different. And I loved that game. And I thought, oh, how are these guys doing a space thing? And so when it launched, I went, oh, well, of course you failed at launch because Joe Danger's nothing like this. And man, I had all these ideas in my head. And just like Bo was saying, we don't know. So how do we know they're going to back it up? Turns out those dudes really backed it up and have continued to do so. Even beyond the the level that you would... I mean, I keep... Every time they do a new update, which feels almost constant... Uh, I'm thinking like, okay, when do you charge us for this? Like, like, okay, we forgive you. You, you had a rough launch. Like yeah. when, when is it an expansion pack instead of, Hey, we put mechs in the game. Yeah. Go crazy. Yeah. It's there now. You want a mech? Go get it. Yep. I want to check those mechs out. I'm glad you brought, reminded me because I haven't gone in there and looked at that yet, but I haven't gotten the mech yet. I just got my egg ship. Like that's the last thing I did. I got the living ship. Yeah, because they're and, they're updating so quickly. You just got the last thing they updated. So yeah, and yeah. I got it. It was cool. I'm not gonna fly it. I got a different ship for that. Like it's a little too squishy. It was, like gross organic ships aren't my thing. So I was put in a ton of effort to get this stupid thing. Got in it. Went yup. <laughs> back to my regular ship. <laughs> so I love that. Uh, but yeah, now I'm going to work towards the mech because that seems super cool. And it does the whole, like if you have your um, your big freighter up in space, you can call it down and it just does like the Iron Man landing. This giant mech just lands on the planet mm-hmm. and you just get in and stomp around. Like, yeah, yeah. That's super cool. That didn't need to be made. That didn't need to be free, but they did it. They and they've did done it. it with a lot of stuff. Yep. And uh, kudos to them, but... Like, I still feel like I should be giving them money for the amount of hours and time and content that I've gotten for No Man's Sky. I don't I don't feel like they're still making good at this point. Right. And in the in the 76 example, uh, you know, Bo said, well, the bigger the company, sometimes the more, you know, they're going to stick to it. But this is the first time I know the first time, but this is one of the most major times where Bethesda showed a real crack in their hole. Right. I was like, ooh, 
Bethesda, you're too big to do this at launch. Like, well, they had a they had a super bad year. Like, they had a really really strong year. Yeah. Where everything they put out was amazing, and then they had the year where it was okay. Well, we're gonna put out Fallout seventy six, and we know how that went. Yeah. And we're gonna put out the Wolfenstein, where you're playing as the two daughters. I can't remember exactly what it was called, but that wasn't well received. No. We're gonna put out the. Um, Oh, what was the Wasteland post-apocalyptic game? Uh, Rage 2. Oh, Rage 2, yeah. Not what it could have been, sure. that bombed pretty terribly. So they they had a real rough chunk of games there and uh, weren't doing too hot. Yeah, their, their Quake Arena game is not killing it. I don't even know if you can play it now, actually. Is it even a thing? I wanted that to be a thing, but no, I don't know. They were trying to make that competitive shooter work. Then they yeah, had, really. um, I mean, Doom's just about the brightest spot since all of those things you just mentioned. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online is doing great. Oh, and ESO's like, that's doing the great. One, yeah. That's the one thing that I feel like of all the things they announced at that E3 where we were like, oh, this seems like a weird year. Maybe they'll pull it out, and it was disappointing. Mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Online's the only thing that really nailed it. Yeah, and they've got a really cool expansion coming, which reminds me, i got to check that out. Anyway, so there you go. I don't know where all that came from, but... I've been playing those games. <laughs> and I returned Wastelanders because, I, again, I just think No Man's Sky is doing it for me. Um, you've been playing No Man's Sky. Do you have the mech? Or you, you said you didn't have the mech yet. But you, no, not you know. yet. I'm going to work towards it. I bought it. I bought the thing you need. I just haven't built it yet. Gotcha. So. Uh, other time spent in uh, Civ 5, 4, 5, 6, 6. How's 6, six going? <laughs> I'm playing 4. Uh, yeah. Um, Bo kind of reminded me that civilization existed, uh, which is a dangerous thing to remind me of. That game is a problem. I have and... a cure for you. Oh, Bo has a cure. Good. Because yeah. we'll get to that. Because that that game is just, it just eats away at you. You know, somebody says, hey, do you, you know, can you, can you come do this? And you go, yeah. And then they're like, well, I did it because you sat there for another hour and a half. And you're like, what? No, I didn't. I just I had to take another turn. You don't understand. There was a technology tree. It was very important that I picked what it was. I'll forget the next time I open the game that that's what I wanted to do. And I had to click it. And then there were barbarians and they had to be dealt with. Yeah. Like, but you don't I turn it off while there's barbarians at the gates. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah, it's that, that game. That... It's, a, it's a trap. But I want to hear Bo's cure. Yeah. What's, oh, what's by the way, of? there are barbarians. Even in, like, I saw a barbarian tank, and that made me laugh a lot. Yes. <laughs> Wait, like a barbarian, like metal tank, like a. So in Civ Five, like barbarians lasted in the early periods, and then you wipe them out and don't see them anymore. Yeah. But this one, you cities, if you make them unhappy, they can just um, they can seed from you. Yeah. And I don't know if that's where the late game barbarians come from. I think barbarians just still show up in the eighteen yeah. hundreds. Yeah, they just imagine barbarian. There were barbarians existing today, and they rolled out in a tank and just started shooting France. That's amazing. Ah! <laughs> that's amazing. I was like, that's a little weird, but okay. I don't think I ever uh, got that far. In a, I mean, in a there match. are weird, like Eastern European countries that are maybe lawless that we don't hear a lot about. Yeah. You know, um, but anyways. Uh, the cure is Final Fantasy VII remake because that's what. Oh, that's me. not gonna cure me, Bo. Gosh, dang it! Yeah, it's not gonna cure you at all. Me clean. Haven't touched that game since last week. Yeah. Well, we should get to that then. Actually, the bulk of today's uh, game. Well, I took a lot of time with my Fallout talk, but I'm very curious about Final Fantasy VII remake. You've been playing it nonstop. I've been watching you stream it. 
I had a 27 hour stream uh, on the weekend. Crazy. How did you do that? Are you okay? Have you eaten? Are you all right? Oh, I'm fine. Okay. I mean, you guys know I play a lot. I'm a I'm a I'm a professional. Yeah, no, he's a pro gamer. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A 20 like not streaming, like a 24 hour bender on a game is, you know, I've done that before. It's sure. not healthy for sure. Sure. But it was a four day weekend and you know, I had lots of time to recover from it. So sure. But um how is it? How's this game? It is. This is a biased opinion. You will not get an unbiased opinion. Well, get what? Tell us where the bias comes from. But I have criticism. But like, the bias is I I love I love Final Fantasy VII. I think it's the best Final Fantasy. We've gone through all that. So this game, they just it's Chef's Kiss. (laughs) Ten on ten, the best Final (laughs) Fantasy ever made. Wow. I have never cried at a video game, I think, as much as playing this one. Wow. And there have been a few games. This one, um, most of the time, it just brings you close to tears, and you're just like, yeah, I'm not going to cry. Really? But All that one, cheesy anime stuff gets you there that was, worked up. There's some... Look, there's something you have to understand about Final Fantasy VII is, yes, it's cheesy, but also, it it there's something special about that one particular story mm. that maybe doesn't resonate with everyone, but in particular, uh, you know, uh, Cloud's inability to be like, you know, he's being tough and being tough means certain things. There's a stoicism to it. And we know people like that in real life. You know, I may try to, to emulate these things. And so I feel a real sense of like recognition and identification with the narrative that's spinning where he's learning to grow as, as a character. And this game features like the story, the original features what few games feature, which is that the character has to change, has to grow, has to face things they'd rather not face that are very, we all have things that we would rather not face that we're afraid to face. And this game just does a really good job of, of doing that with Cloud. And it's also one of those storylines where you don't think it can get any worse and it always gets worse. And you, you can't imagine. And I'm like, I played the original. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot about this. It gets even worse. And and it's a fun ride because you just you're just down this pit of despair. And, you know, there's and, and of course, it's a Square Enix game. So it's beautiful graphics. At one point, I go into a VR theater and learn about the history of Shinra, and it's like a five-minute cinematic that blew my mind. It is so good. Mm. And the cinematics in this game are amazing. The voice acting is incredible. There's so much story. If you, And it's not at the expense of gameplay for the most part. There's a lot of cutscenes. So if you like a story-heavy game with beautiful cutscenes, like you will you will have your fill. Mm. And um, can, can you give me a... Uh, I mean, does it definitely feel like this really is truly a remake in in every way, right? Like yes, this isn't one of those remaster. Let's take the game and upres the polygons or textures or crap like this from scratch. Like, but it captures this. So much of the game is literally a re representation of what's in the original, but with better graphics and better storytelling. But they don't. They don't actually. I find they don't take a lot of license and go. Haven't gotten in any weird directions. Like it's the game. Yeah but truly reimagined it's very good how about combat Uh, you like the combat i the combat's fun and flashy um it's either easy or stupidly hard 
Um, there's the enemies have way too many interrupts. Mm. Uh, that seems to be the only way they can really challenge you. They haven't figured out great ways to use the space, I find. Yeah. Um, because it's an action game. There's dodging, you know, there should be like little they should there should be things on the ground that point like and wow, like get the get out of the fire kind of thing. Like there's none of that in there, and there really could be because it is an action game. Yeah. And um so the there's certain characters that will will stun you like on nothing. So every you go to cast cure and they stun you, and then you got to get up. You, you and you can get overwhelmed. But apart from that, it's quite easy. I find the combat even on the normal mode. Yeah, I don't have it unlocked hard yet. And but the one criticism I would say is that there is a not a large amount of interesting encounters that aren't bosses, mm-hmm. and not a big variety on enemy types hmm. there's a it's a very small amount of enemy types and that was a li- i realized because final fantasy 7 was a full game that probably a very small amount of enemies were in that first section but for the full game experience it feels pretty light it feels like wow we didn't put a lot of effort into making a lot of different bad guys here yeah um that being said it's a very minor Criticism. Wasn't that true of the old thing though? Like they're it's not like those were just swimming with multiple. Yeah, yeah models. but Midgar was only like ten percent of the game, right? So oh, that's true. Yeah. It's no surprise that only a small amount of the percentage of the monsters are in Midgar because that's only part. But this is a whole game that only takes place in Midgar, as far as I know. I'm I'm at chapter sixteen of eighteen, so almost done. Um but yeah, variety enemy variety is pretty pretty needs improvement and combat could be more interesting as well so do you, so you've beaten it in all this time i assume you're on like no a, no i'm not done no. chapter 16 of 18 oh geez yeah. okay so this is a so big game I'm, I'm not finished i'm the 40 hours is like that's if you go through it fast like if you take if you're if you're a fan fan of this game or you've heard good things about it and want to get the full experience on normal at least for a little bit of a challenge um and you take your time with everything this is like 80 hours this is not a 40 hour game oh my stretch gosh 80 all right that surprises yeah. me so that did hmm and i can tell you um i've seen cut scenes that are outside of midgar by this point and it's gonna be awesome whatever yeah. comes next all right so you feel good about them following through and yeah even if it's a linear game yeah that's just Square Enix post, like, that's just modern Square Enix games, like Lightning Returns and all that is the same way. Like, I don't know if they'll do a world map or some sort of weird phony thing that kind of feels like a world map, but is just really locations. Uh, I don't expect that part to be in the game, but we're going to get an awesome story. And it's just so melodramatic and beautiful. John, do you, does this drive you any further? I know you, you you're you're hesitant about the non uh you know it being real time and not uh, turn based so how does this land on you yeah i i'm intrigued i think probably you know i'm not in any big rush you know i've got kind of a i've got complicated feelings with final fantasy 7 it wasn't my first final fantasy on playstation so a lot of people get very nostalgic about you know what is their first final fantasy i feel that way about 8 if yeah. this was Final Fantasy VIII, I probably would be over the moon and I'd be in the same boat Bo is. Uh, being a Final Fantasy VIII hipster and hearing everybody just rave about Seven all the time, it was always that game where I was like, whatever, that game sucks. <laughs> Even though I hadn't really played it. So it it, it comes with a bias for me yeah. where, I, you know, and I, I know that it's just, you know, it's the feelings I had when I was in 
freaking elementary or middle school thinking about Final Fantasy. Yeah. And so it. I think ultimately I would enjoy it. I think for me, though, I'm going to have to put it on easy. The combat looks like a nightmare to me. Mm. Like, I'm a, I'm a traditionalist. I like the turn-based. I know a lot of people are like, it's so boring and it's so lame. I like turn-based combat. The trend that that has been going away for years and years in RPGs has actually super bummed me out. Um, and I, you know, I watched Bo play and... The, the cutscenes look amazing and the story looks great and the graphics look good. And then I watch him just button freaking mash on guards and dogs and it seems to do no health for 20 minutes. And I'm just like, are you out of your freaking mind? This is the most boring thing. And the, the stupid characters have something to say with every hit. Mm. Like every time you hit it, they, they're like, this is our time. This is now's our chance. Let's do this. And you have um, to switch between them. And every time you switch, they have to have something to say. They're like, you're up. And then they just uh, talk nonstop. <laughs> I and I, I watch it and I'm just like, oh, my God. His sword is as big as a mountain. He needs uh -huh. to just hit it one time and it cut in half <laughs> and then move on. Because this fight is not interesting enough to spend 15 minutes on it. Um, it's like it's, it's like a reality simulator. It's a video game. It, it's just shocking how bad the combat looks to me. Now yeah. that said, Bo loves it. I know a ton of people who love Final Fantasy. They all love it. They've all said it's not a problem. Maybe once I'm in there, I I would get over this little weird hurdle of mine. Mm. But um, there's something about the knowing it's turn-based and just watching the little characters on opposite ends take turns hitting each other, which other people think is stupid, that works for me, that as soon as you put it into an action game, I feel like it needs to play like Devil May Cry at that point, and this definitely doesn't, and then I'm just like, well, I'm out. You had to hit that thing. Seven billion times. I, I'm not going to say it's the best combat system in the universe. That's Doom, but like, it's <laughs> you know it, and, and it's a fair comparison because they're like action games, right? right. So like, sure. uh, yeah, I, I think it's fair. Like, I'm not going to say it's the best. Yeah, and like I said, I'm very biased. I just really like the story and the characters and all that. So yeah, you're right. But um, it, the fun part is that though the talking does eventually get edgy as you get on the better um like moves. Some of the weapons were like <laughs> Cloud very calmly will say, I've had enough of your shit. And they'll do some crazy <laughs> but, but it'll say the line so calmly, like, I've had enough of your shit. Wow. It'll just like explode the screen. I suddenly uh, like but I guess Cloud that's the more. contrast Barrett, who's amazing. Barrett's my favorite character. Oh, you like Barrett? Oh, and oh, I wow. feel like there needs to be a special shout out just for the music, which again, I barely played Final Fantasy VII. I did eventually give it a try. I didn't get super far into it. In fact, I probably got about as far as what's on this actual game disc, but um, the music in it, like even not much caring for the original game, I hear the music and I just get warm inside. So oh, yeah. congratulations. Beautiful. Music is still amazing and incredible and uh, immediately made me want to go listen to all this. Did they, did they remaster the music or is it just? Uh, yeah, it's all new recordings. It is? Oh, okay. And they're cool. good. Like they're they're because it's I don't know like they did the Advent Children movie and I found I didn't like some of the updates to some of the classic songs in yeah. the Advent Children film yeah but um uh everything's a hit on this thing like nothing misses at all and like it took 
I guess it was the Airbuster fight. It took a really long time to get to it. And that song of that. I was like, man, I've been playing for like 12 hours. I still haven't heard that song. I need that song. Yeah. They skipped that song and uh they didn't i'm glad to report so oh good very happy about it's that. in there all right and and the red the new rendition's incredible it's it's not midi it's like you know it's full electric guitar it's just well let me ask you this does this does this game let you build a satellite and have it hover outside the front door of your house is that a thing you can do um with this game? no but this game does have a plot where in order to save your friend Mm -hmm. you have to pose as a woman and in order to get the approval of the local don who is a dancer and runs the honeybee club you have to do a dancing mini game by pressing the buttons correctly during a dance number that is phenomenal (laughs) and i got a perfect i think i got no i got two two goods and 32 excellence on the matches yeah so I don't know if I got the best dress, but I got in the trailer. They kind of show like a frumpy dress that he wears, but that's not really what it is. There is a glorious gown that is just incredible pink and your hair is crazy. And I'm like, I wonder if I get all perfect, I'll get an even better dress. Like <laughs> that part is a, there is so many weird, goofy things that it it transcends like this is weird too. This is a magical world that has its own rules that don't really that if you think too logically about like the big sword, then you're going to be cranky about it. But if you just make believe uh-huh. that, that the, you know, suspend your disbelief on some of this stuff, the, the melodramatic tale that's inside is worth it mm. because, and I don't know if it's going to come out in this game, but this game starts off as a bit of a dating simulator and it it's emphasized. It's almost like um, love Esquire or KFC come have sex with me or whatever that game is called. <laughs> <laughs> boyfriend yeah um but uh it's it's kind of a dating simulator where there's like you know um sort of a romantic tension between Aerith and then with tifa but i think i think he's like if well advent children's been out for a while and if you've seen that he doesn't end up with any of them right ever i like that movie Uh, by the way because because um because he's uh you know he's messed up he was experimented on with soldier and the Mako and stuff like that. So like there's this longing and wanting to be more social uh, than he is, you know, that he's got to have that tough veneer anyways, it's beautiful. So like knowing that everything ends tragically is what's, it's like breaking bad in a way, hmm. like the breaking bad of video, games. the breaking bad of video games. Final fantasy seven. Got it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So except it's good guys versus bad guys, but it's that like, you know, that kind of like just nuance, level of detail and little hints and stuff. It's so good. Well, the reason I brought up the satellite thing is because I can, I can, I made a satellite in uh, Animal Crossing yeah. New Horizons and I, it's floating outside of my house. You now. can't do whatever you want in this game. Yeah. You have to you just fight and you have to help people. Or yeah. Weird. It, it turns out that Final Fantasy VII Remake is not Animal Crossing. <laughs> Strange. But, but they, they, they even included like all sorts of stuff. Like um, and when you're in the Shinra building, you have a choice between taking the elevator or going up 59 flights of stairs. Yeah. And you'd think, oh. Why wouldn't you take the cut- elevator? I would never take the stairs. Well, I took the stairs, and I'll tell you why. Because okay. I thought maybe I'd earn something from walking up the flights of stairs. Now, you literally walk up 59 flights of stairs. Oh, my Lord. There's no cut scenes or saves. I walked up all 59, and Barrett complained the whole freaking way. He's like, why are we walking up these stairs? 
whose idea was this? And we're like, we're trying to sneak. If we take the elevator, we'll get caught, but no one's going to catch us in the stairs. He's like, I don't like this plan. And then as you walk up the stairs, your character moves slower and slower because, you know, you're like, <laughs> getting tired. Yeah, he's getting so tired. you're not running up 59 flights of stairs. You're walking at a snail's pace on 59 flights of stairs. And you know what you get? Mm. nothing nothing i reloaded my save and checked out the uh, elevator mm-hmm. and there's a couple of fights and a few comedy scenes but it's cut scenes but if you walk up the stairs you get nothing i think at least hilarious. maybe at the ending there might be who knows a thing but right now you get nothing so well let me let me ask you this final question uh about mm-hmm. final fantasy and that is uh in the game or in the, in the other game when you're just traversing the world barrett and lady pants aren't out hanging out with you as you're running in this they're tagging along and having conversations right yeah. that's new do, do i remember that right that the old game was just uh, cloud when it's you were new to final fantasy 7 that all the characters there but it's pretty much standard fare like in final fantasy 13 you'd always have your okay party all right hanging. like like it's basically final fantasy 13 like except it's final fantasy 7 but the right. the, um, the feeling of it aside from the turn-based stuff is you know this linear rpg and dramatic storytelling and stuff like that it really feels like the 13 series yeah well that's cool yeah. i'm glad you like it i i, oh I have to admit i don't just like it i love it you're, you'd love it I you're love, so into beautiful. it yeah it's beautiful you would you would um have relations with it. it yeah you'll, you'll marry it and impregnate it if you could i understand uh all right well that's uh all well and good uh that's gonna do it for today's show i'm gonna save this email for next week we're gonna play games with our pals now uh, I think is they're still around. are they still around? I assume they're still around. <laughs> I just saw Kristen log in. I okay, think, I think we're good. I think we're good. All right, so we're gonna do that right after this. I assume yeah, we probably stream it. Why not? Doesn't hurt anything. We'll just stream it. Uh, anyway, stream on. Let's yeah, yeah, we'll just out. leave we the stream on. You guys can hang out and watch us play uh, Heroes of the Storm if you want. So we're gonna do that right after the show. Uh, a reminder that you can support this show over at uh, Patreon.com/slash Core Show. If you like what we do, you like the commentary we bring and the things we say, that's the place to show your support. Again, patreon.com slash core show. Lots of great levels. Lots of cool stuff. Go check it out. Frogpants.com slash core is our website, and you'll find everything else you need to know there. Send us your messages. Get us your voicemails. All that stuff. Find us on Twitter. John's at John underscore Jagger. You can find Bo at Bo Schwartz. I'm at Scott Johnson, and the show as at Core Pod. If you want more great shows like this, check out frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. I go to a racist market. I mean... (laughs) (laughs)